I promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. I'm a wonderful person. The Holy Gospel for this 15th Sunday after Trinity comes from Matthew, the sixth chapter, beginning at the 24th verse. Glory to you, O Lord. No one can serve two masters. For a slave will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, or or about your body, what you will wear. Is not your life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Let us pray. Gracious God, send forth your spirit by the power of your word to create faith, to forgive sin, and to grow our love for you and for one another. Amen. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. If I could, I wish I had the time in my life to sit down with each of you and get to know you. And I mean the actual you, truly deep down, not just your birthday, your favorite cookie, uh, those sorts of things. Is there anything more wonderful than someone who actually knows who you are, who, who, who you don't have to pretend with? You know what I mean? I'm looking around at a bunch of Lutherans. Many of you are Scandinavian. We're very good at pretending. You you don't have to play games with them. You you don't have to put on the happy face, playing at everything being perfect. That person that you don't have to worry if they see you without makeup on or uh, with the worst farmer's tan ever or bad hair day. Uh, You don't have to worry about what they think of you based on how clean your house is, or whether uh, your kids are successful. You, you don't have to worry about if you gain two more pounds and he or she might leave you for a younger model. Uh, or if you don't get that A 
in this one class, you might not get into that one college that you really have to go to because if you don't get in, that door for the perfect life is not going to be opened to you. They won't look down on you if you miss church or speed through a red light. I know who you are. Uh, They will bail you out of jail or hold your hair back as you throw up in the toilet after a bad round of chemo or a bad round of drinking, depending on who you are. Uh, That person's a blessing to you, right? No judgment, really. Uh, No expectations. No fear. No worries. Because the reality is, is that all our worries are conditioned by our expectations of either ourselves and others. Our worries grow grow depending on what we think people think of us. That's the basis of the majority of our worries, what people think of us or what we want out of life, Uh, all based on whether what is thought or gained somehow makes us good or bad, somehow makes us either a better person or a not-so-good person, a better you, a not-so-good you, a righteous you, or an unrighteous you. Some of you are natural worriers. Anybody? Yeah? It's part of your DNA. Uh, others have anxiety hit them like a freight train without warning, not because they, they're naturally ones who worry, but because it is just how it is for them. Some of you deal with high blood pressure, right? And then there's people who deal with anxiety. It's just what it is. It always will be. So this morning I have to tell you, because of that, that actually when Jesus comes to speak to you this morning, it is all gospel for you this morning. This text is all gospel, despite how Jesus speaks, right? Where he comes to you in the words of Bob Marley and says, don't worry about a thing because every little thing is going to be all right. Because telling you, Not to worry fixes the problem, right? Don't worry. Don't worry about Who are you to tell me not to worry? I'm not going to worry even more. Because that really doesn't fix the problem. If If you struggle with anxiety or worry in your life, being told don't worry is like me telling you right now, don't think about zebras. What are you thinking about? Zebras. Yeah, you're welcome. So giving you advice to just, oh, don't worry, uh, does not get rid of the worry. No matter who you are, you are a worrier. Uh, We can have different levels of worry. Some of us get over our worries quickly, bless you. Others, it is habitual, but we worry. If you are a parent, you worry, right? If you're a homeowner, you worry. If you're a student, you worry. If you're a teenager, I think, you know, I deal with teenagers all the time. I think you worry more than adults do. Our worries are compounded based on all the little parts of our life that come together, right? Whether it be work, family, citizenship, they all pile up into this big mess that we think we have to handle. And so it's it's interesting that where does Jesus locate our worries? He picks some basic things, right? Food, drink, clothing. And the problem is, is that if we read this as, okay, just don't worry about those things, then everything's going to be all right. Well, you know, that seems rather easy, a little too easy. Most of us in this room have food, some more than others. Some of you can afford alleys every night. Some of us feast lavishly once a week at Carl's Jr. Uh, Some of you drink champagne with breakfast. Others uh, can't even afford orange juice. 
Uh, some of you have Gucci handbags and $200 shoes. Some of us wear Birkenstocks that were bought at a flea market in 1971. It doesn't matter. Because what Christ is actually saying is more than that here. He speaks of life. Uh, do not worry about your life. Uh, the word here that's being used in the Greek is CK. It's where we get psychology from. It's not about your, your, your uh, biology of life. It's not about your chronology of life. It is about who you are. That without it, you would be nothing. It's about your essence. It's about your being. It's about your personhood. That, that if you, if you didn't have the CK, if you didn't have this life in you, you'd be, uh, just, uh, ugly bags of mostly water, which an alien told us in Star Trek once. You know, it just flesh and bones, lumpy, fatty, muscly, whatever, with nothing, no soul, no being, no existence other than whatever your body tells you is supposed to be existence. And so Jesus says to you, do not worry about your essence, your being, for it is not attached to these things, these tangible things that you worry about all the time, whatever they might be. Unlike what you've been told, for instance, you are not what you eat. Your life, who you are, is not based on where or what you have for dinner. Your essence is not made up of what you put into it. And if you think you are somehow better because of food or drink, just give it some time. At some point, you might lose your sense of taste. I did when I had COVID in 2020, and I'm the cook for the family. That was three months of, you know, roulette wheel. Let me know if this is okay. I can't tell. It tastes like cardboard to me. What do you do then? Or think of you or someone you know that needs help with food or basic necessities. What keeps them from getting help? Pride, right? I'm too good to bake. I'm too good to ask for assistance. Why? Because even when life is falling apart around us, when it's being destroyed around us, what people may think of us will cause us to rather die than get the help we need. We'd rather die than admit we are weak, we are poor, and that we are in need of saving. But that is who you are, church. You are in need, or why did Jesus come in the first place? That's the evidence that we have. If you don't think you need Jesus, well, 2,000 years ago, he came for you. So you're wrong. He came. And he comes to us, and that's the first evidence we have to have of knowing that we're all Beggars, every single one of us, in need of everything. And for most of us, that's an image that we just can't bear. Well, the good news is, in spite of your worries, your pride, your shame, our Father in heaven knows we have needs, and he takes care of us whether we worry or not. Because of this, God gives to you everything every day, because that is who he is. That's what we confess when we confess in the small catechism, the first article of the creed. I believe that God has created me in all that exists, that he's given me and still sustains my body and soul, all my limbs and senses, my reason and all my mental faculties. And he daily and abundantly provides all of my needs. He does not somehow deny you something because you worry or reward you because you don't. The worrier is the one who almost knows he is powerless and needs a Jesus who takes us despite our shame and our worry. In fact, Jesus would have you no other way. 
He doesn't care about any image you think you need to uphold, that you have to maintain, any sort of mask you wear to try and hide your true self from your fellow sinners. He is going to get you as you. No other you will do for him. That's why he says not to worry. You worry about your next meal? You should, because, you know, fighting hunger is important. Eating is important. You worry about having clothes? You should. There's laws against public nudity. Uh, but, but none of those worries will lengthen your life which is actually the true worry behind all other worries, isn't it? And what does he come to us to say? Which of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to your span of life? You can probably shorten the span of your life by worrying, right? But that is the clincher. You can worry all you want, but it won't get you anywhere. And just to let you know, I'm speaking to myself. I've been up since three. Any other insomniacs in the room? Yeah. You may worry yourself into a fit. Okay. You may get over it rather quickly. Okay. No amount of worrying is going to give you some sort of leg up on the competition. If you get more food, better clothes, that promotion at work, the nice car, the good house, the great vacation, the titles, the glory of all the world, none of it changes the fact that your days are numbered. You will die one day, and all you have amassed or lost in this life is meaningless. They just buried the queen. What did she take with her? It all went to her family. So all your wealth, everything that you've amassed in your life, that's for a probate court. In in California, good luck with that. Or or your your hoard of old newspapers and magazines, that's going to go to your kids, right? They get to throw that away. Your house will be sold. All because the true you, the mortal you, the you whom Christ came to save is not changed by any splendor or lack thereof in the world. It may make uh, this existence a little bit more comfortable for a while, but it will not make you any more or less you than the you that you are, the you that God made, the you that Jesus wants. In fact, the building up of you as a better you in this world and some sort of mask that you wear actually hinders what Christ hands to you this morning. He tells you all this stuff, all these things that we worry about, all this, all this, this junk that we try to, try to amass for ourselves or, or we wring our hands wondering what's going to happen next. The world seeks after those things, he says. The world desires those things. The world lives by those things. But you are not of the world anymore. You are mine, he says. I bought you at a price. I paid for you. You belong to me. And so he says, seek after or pursue or request or better translation, beg for the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not your own kingdom because it doesn't exist. I hate to tell you, you don't have one. Not your own righteousness because that is a myth. It says, ask for the kingdom of God, and he gives it to you in Jesus. Ask for his righteousness, and he clothes you in it like one of the best suits you've ever gonna, you're ever going to wear. Your essence, the you that you are, is beyond measure by earthly and worldly stuff. The you that Christ came for, the sinner you, that is to be killed in the waters of baptism and finally realized at the resurrection in the last day. And it's not based on any ability or position you have today. In, in fact, today, Jesus says, is really all there is for you. 
Because you may have some sort of title, some sort of status, a full belly, nice clothes, but in the morning it can all come crashing down. Because tomorrow morning, you might eat yourself silly today, right? And then tomorrow morning, what happens? You're hungry. Then what? You get laid off. Or the stock market crashes. Then what? House fire. Then what? But Jesus, never, never gone. It says, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble, or better translation, today's wickedness is enough for today. Church, today, Jesus is enough for you. And for your tomorrow, too. He is your future. Your worries are going to be there. They always will be. This is not some prescription for you that Jesus is handing to you. It is a call of mercy to you. Do not worry is to ring in your ears a sweet gospel because you rest in Jesus. He has you. The you he seeks is the real you without the facade, without the pretense, without the thinking that all the love of the world is going to make me more desirable or a better person. No, Jesus comes with his word to tell you that you are enough today even in all your sins and your lack of faith, because that's all he has to work with. Faith, faithless sinners. That's why he always calls to us all the time. Come back to me. And that's who he comes for. He comes for such as these, not the ones held together, not the, not the religious ones, not the perfect not ones, not the best-dressed, camouflaged Christians who put on a happy face and lie to their neighbor in hopes that the neighbor won't think less of them. He sees you in every caricature, He looks past the mask, and he comes to tear those things down, to destroy all that gets in the way of a sinner in need of saving, because that is what he wants. So let do not worry not be a slogan to make you not worry today or else, because that's not really going to work. Let it be gospel for you, because even though you worry so much, or only a little, the you that you wish to protect, or the other yous around you, your children, your spouse, your grandchildren, your pets, whatever. They're not yours, they're his. Even in your worries, you are his. It is you, the real you, that Jesus wants. And because of his cross, because of his death, because of his resurrection, he has you as you. Your life, your being, is in him. Trust that today, church. Thanks be to God. Amen.